What's up, everybody? Cooley Podcast here, Redskins Park with Devontae, getting ready for the Tennessee Titans. Devontae, I like a Saturday game. You do? I do. I like a Saturday game a lot. It's because you're back on Sunday and you can watch football. That's it's because it I'm back on Sunday and I can watch <laughs> football as we get ready to get into the playoffs here. I liked a Saturday game, and I don't think I played in very many if I was a player, because I personally as a player like a short week it's easier you end up having one less practice you get ready for a game but you got enough time it's not a Thursday game where you can really get the full game plan in and you get an extra day off yeah I like a Saturday game the Redskins get a win and they get an extra day off to get ready for the Eagles sweet man I got a bunch of stuff to get ready here for you when we get ready for the Tennessee Titans, we'll get to that in a minute. I got a bunch of rambling thoughts as I start this show. Let's call it a bunch of what do you gots. First, what do you got? I think that we need to sprint out a bunch in this game. I think that sprint out could be a really effective play for Josh Johnson. It'll Seven, eight scrambles against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I promise you the way Tennessee plays, we're going to have some scramble looks. You're going to cut the field in half with scrambles anyway, so let's purposely cut the field in half and let's sprint out. There's a And sprint out doesn't have to be like two possible route combinations. It doesn't just have to be sprint right option as Bill Walsh installed it. There are so many variations of a sprint out that I like. And when I have a quarterback who already has great mobility, and in a lot of instances, cuts the field in half with scrambles, doesn't get back across the board to his backside anyways, I might as well do it with purpose. This is not a bad thing for a quarterback at all. I, I would probably prefer some of these looks. It makes it easy for a quarterback. Tennessee is tough defense. They play all-man coverage. They are going to create some pressure. I like some sprint-up plays. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, as I'm thinking about this game, I'm thinking about some of our game plan stuff from last week and some of our film stuff from last week and some of the run games, and I get to this conclusion. We can't be late off the ball. It's going to be loud in Tennessee. That's a team that's getting ready to try to get into the playoffs as well. It's going to be a packed house when you go play the Titans. So most people have started to understand this as you start to think about football. When you're on the road and it's super loud, there are a bunch of different ways that you can snap the ball. But for the most part, with the quarterback under center, which is going to be some of the Redskins' offense, the center will operate on what you call a head bob. So if the center puts his head down and up, that's one head bob. Most times you go on one head bob. The center can do two head bobs, and that's going on two. You're real good, and you really hold your water. That's going on three. And by the way, Devontae, where did hold your water come from? I haven't even heard that saying before. You've never heard the saying, hold you, you got to hold your water? Nope. Is that a football thing? Strictly, like, is that one of those things? I'm typing it in as we think. It's, I mean, the idiom, hold your water, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, in football, it's not to jump off sides. Hold one's water. To be calm or patient. Stop making pressing demands. <laughs> I don't know. We got to hold our water. But you can go on a head bob. I don't even think if I'm on offense, I need to go on a head bob. Now, someone does. The quarterback and center have to do that. But my suggestion to our receivers, 
Our receiver's going to look at another ball. My, my suggestion to anyone on the end of the line of scrimmage, because I watched this in Jacksonville, I see guys looking in, trying to look in and see the ball. Look at the dude across from you. When he moves, you move. That's real easy. When he moves, you move. It's not like you're going to be that late, and you love having the snap count advantage at home, but for the most part, when the guy in front of you moves, you move. That in itself eliminates false start penalties, Devontae. Yeah, it makes sense. Don't be trying to guess our snap counts. Don't be trying as an offensive player to look in there. You know what happens when you look in for the ball? You're, you're sitting there, hand in the ground, end of the line of scrimmage, looking in at the ball. You don't see anything in front of you. Nothing. You don't adjust well to the first move that the defender makes. You don't get your hands up, your head's down, you're slow. Just look at the guy in front of you. Moses, just look at the guy in front of you. Moses had one last week. It wasn't his fault. The center, it was, it was on Ruye. Everyone went off sides. They called Moses. It's the center. You got to snap the ball when, you, when we expect you to snap the ball. We need you to snap the ball on time. It's just important. So that's really my thought is, you know, if you're a disciplined offense – and you have a team like Tennessee who's going to try to hide blitzes, show blitzes from everywhere, manipulate your protections, go on dummy cadences, go on hard cadences, let Josh go up there and do all kinds of stuff, and go on three head bobs, and really only the center and the quarterback needs to really know that it's the third head bob. Everybody else can just watch the guy in front of them, and the receiver through theoretically can just look in at the ball. They're all the way on the outside. Don't jump off sides this week. We can't have penalties. We also can't just go on one head bob the entire game because then they're getting off the ball and they're going crazy getting in the backfield. Quarterback's got to be really good with his actions in the backfield, with his signs, fake signs, calls, cadence, whatever it is. It's his third week. We got some time to get things together. And offensive line and tight ends and everyone on the ball. Receivers, no offsides. One false start penalty in this game is too many false start penalties in this game. That's how I see it. You Just, say, I know it's simple, but you say it like it's so simple. Like, you say it like it should never happen. And it shouldn't ever happen, but it does happen. So there has to be, I was thinking while you it were It doesn't happen that, when you look at the guy in front of you. That's what I was, I was about to say that. I think you also don't want to be reactionary on the offensive line. Is that is that a good point to make? Is like, you don't want to have to react. You want to almost anticipate when he's going to rush you. Yeah, it's a great point to make. But if you're looking in at the ball, you're then reacting to the ball, and so you're not even looking at the guy, so it's even slower in terms of reactionary. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it's just when you – yeah, no, it does. But when you react to the defender, he's reacting to the ball, so you're already late. You're already late. I know, but you're doubly late if you're looking in at the ball as well, and then yeah. you have to get up and then look at the defender after you've been looking at the ball. You're late, and you don't know where the defender's going. I'd like to see our penalty ratio when Alex was playing. Was it's high. It, was it worse than it is now? Yeah, it's the same. Oh, we really? had a ton of false starts and ton of holds. Well, he was new as well. I was just trying to figure out. It has to be just new cadence, new quarterback. More, more than that, what you explained right. as well, but that has to be a big factor as well. Secondly, in this, yeah, no, I'm not whining. I just, I just totally dismissed what you said. Sorry about that. It's that all was, right. That was, 
terrible thing to do. <laughs> I think it was similar. Yeah. I feel I'm just saying I feel like it was similar. And it's hard to be the league leader in false start penalties when your starting quarterback only went out four weeks ago to have not amassed a bunch of false start penalties at, at that point. Moses had a ton. A lot of Moses's is him actually trying to anticipate the snap count and just going early, like a, a moment early. At home, you don't want to be reactionary, but you hear the hut. Yeah. Or the hut hut. I don't even I hate hut. I think it's a silly thing to say. I don't know why we say hut. It's tradition. What does hut mean? I should be able to tell you what hut means. It is tradition. You know, if you ever watch Rams games, they go on the turbo. Turbo, turbo. Actually, I think he says hut after he says turbo. Goff does. That's just my thought, is we can't afford false start penalties, but when it's loud and crazy at the line of scrimmage, the guy in front of you will tell you when the ball goes. And the other thing is if the guy in front of you goes and you go and block him, then you he gets the penalty. Yeah, it's true. I think it's amazing, too, when the guy in front of you goes and then everyone on the offensive line stands there for a second, and then all of a sudden they point, like, oh, yeah, a false start. The idea, I actually think that, you know what's funny? The idea that they went and drew you off sides creates a defensive penalty, a neutral zone infraction, or, or a defensive false start, right? Yeah. If you stood up and pointed at him, he didn't actually make you jump off sides. He just jumped off sides, and you said, I caught you jumping off sides. If... A defensive lineman goes offsides. The offensive lineman should actually have to react like he was drawn offside. You should go block them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it should be a penalty on the offense if they stand up and point. It yeah. looks like a non-football play. You should. It should have to look like a football play. Like he drew you offside, so you are going to block him. Doesn't that point. make sense? Yeah, it does. Never thought of it. Why do way. guys just stand up and point? I've seen guys stand and point late. Like a guy jump, get all the way back, and then someone points at him, and they go, Boom, false start, offense, five <laughs> yards back. And the offensive player's like, what? I, I pointed at him. It was him. See, I pointed. Like, you didn't draw you offside. You stood up and pointed. He already had gotten back. Yeah. You held your water. Yeah. Just a rambling thought there. Speaking of false starts penalties, how about the false start penalty? Like, it... I've seen two or three of these this year where the offense, I think I saw one last week, I can't remember the game, where the offense is on the two-yard line or the three-yard line, and they jump off sides, and so they, boom, let's, you're on the three, move them back to the eight-yard line, and then the defense goes off sides the next play, <laughs> and they're like, half the distance to the end zone. Like, so you lose a yard. So you, you, like, they went off sides, you went back five, now you're moving up three, three and a half. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Just a thought, you know, as it comes to that. Another thought on the uh, defensive offsides. You know, everyone wants a quarterback to throw deep on defensive offsides. Correct? Yes. Take a chance. It's free, a free play, it's right? A free play, yeah. If I'm coaching, I'm going to, tr I'm going to, I hope, maybe this is too smart. I don't know. It wouldn't be for me if, if I were playing. And you get a clear defensive offsides. I want in a, a, that second audible to four verticals. Mm -hmm. Everyone's running verticals. If someone misses it, fine. I just need to make sure at least one guy's running a vertical route because it's a free play. 
And in that vertical route, there's another potential that you could draw another penalty, which is OPI or DPI. You don't want to draw OPI there. That's not no, you don't. Yeah, but it's a free. It's a complete free play. So <laughs> let's just say you have a a third down and one, and you got a shallow cross, like a couple crossing routes and a couple pick routes, and then maybe a little wheel route with the running back, and that that's fine. So now all of a sudden you're free play. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to work my two yard shallow crossing route on third and one to try to get the first down. Why wouldn't those routes just convert? Mm-hmm. We should coach those up to where if you get a neutral zone infraction and the center snaps the ball, here we go. Oh, hey, alarm goes off in my head. I definitely saw that guy up the field and I caught a flag out of the side of my eye. Let's just change, adjust, vertical. Let's go take a shot. You know what I thought when there was a neutral zone infraction as a player? This is a free play. Yeah. This is pretty easy. He's outside. It's a free play. Let's go do free play things. At least, at least this. The outside two receivers, the two widest receivers, should clearly be able to see that and should also be able to sense and see flag. They could adjust their routes. Then all of a sudden you see a guy jumping off sides and you take off running the seam route and you were supposed to be the shallow crossing route. They don't call a penalty. Now there's no shallow crossing (laughs) route. We got all kinds of... Pattern distribution problems. Everyone's saying, what the hell is Coach Cooley talking about? Cooley. I guarantee you that the Packers have free play adjustments with Aaron Rodgers. We've seen it. I've seen it. They change their route. Yeah. I guarantee it. Oh, what else did I have as far as a rambling thought? I don't know. You brought up the Derrick Henry run. To me, oh. before we started, Derrick Henry is a beast, man. If you didn't see that ninety-nine yard run against the Jacksonville Jaguars, go watch it. I think Derrick Henry, Henry stiff arms four Jaguars defenders on the play, and I don't mean like stiff arm kind of get off me. Stiff arm kind of like I'm going to stiff arm someone for five yards down the field and then get off me. Mm-hmm. I said something earlier this week to the to the point of I think we tackle well against big backs. Big physical backs. Yeah, Derrick Henry's a little bit more than a big physical back. The dude can run a little bit. Going to want to gang tackle Derrick Henry. All right, let's get into the Tennessee Titans. The Titans at 8-6 and six need a win. They're at home. This is a battle if you're the Redskins. And this is a game that you can't allow a bunch of points. Titans defensively, second in the league in points allowed under Mike Vrabel his mm. first season. 18.1 points per game is what the Tennessee Titans allow on defense. So Eight, 18.1 is best in the league, second best in the league. What's our magic number this, this week? So I don't have a magic number just this moment, Devontae. I need to go through this vocally one time with you come to the magic number. I did come to a magic number last week, which was 13. I actually think I went on with Kevin Sheehan on his podcast mm-hmm. and said, you know, the way the Redskins win is 16-13. That's the score. Jeez. Called it. Wow. Someone tweeted me that. I didn't particularly remember, but you, I said to you three different times last week, 13 is as much as you can allow to the Jaguars. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was emailing. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, no worries. I, I just kind of changed my mind here around. That's about the number. I don't think you can allow much more than 13 points. 
That's going to be very tough to do. It is going to be very tough. But you look at this Titans defense. 329 yards a game, it's 7th in the league. 218 pass yards a game, it's 8th in the league. And 110 rush yards a game, it's 12th in the league. They, they are nasty on defense. Mike Vrabel, first-year head coach, came in and said, let's crack skulls, man. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be simple as can be with our coverages. So simple that we're going to play man coverage on pretty much, let's call it, every single down. They play man coverage. That's it. You know what they're going to do against us? Man coverage. And they blitz. And they blitz a ton. And they, where they create, they create with blitz pressures. And so where Josh is going to have to be really good is at the line of scrimmage, understanding where blitzes are coming from and knowing where he can move inside in the pocket. And that's why I started the thing with, let's just get ourselves out of the pocket. Sprint protection picks up everything. Let's just sprint. It's slide hard this way. Let's get outside. At least change the spot. This defense right now, Adoree Jackson is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Uh, They... Got the dude out of New England last year, Malcolm Butler, who's a good cornerback as well. So they got two legit quarterbacks. Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in the league. All three of those dudes can cover man-to-man. They're all good. Kendrick Lewis plays a lot over tight ends. He's a cornerback, or he's a safety. He does a good job over tight ends. They're all physical. They all jam. They all press. They all turn and run in the hip players. They see things because they only play man coverage. They see the same type of concepts every single week. And, and clearly, you know, I think that they're doing a hell of a job saying, what are the five routes that we struggled with a little bit last week? Or what are the five or six routes that we've seen or the type of route combinations? And what would be the next thing that someone would build off of that? And understanding it's a copycat league. So if you gave up three 10-yard out routes last week, you know you're getting out and up next week. Or you know you're getting variations off of out and up because coaches on offense aren't smart enough to just say they gave up three out routes last week. We can probably get three out routes next week. They want to get the next thing off of the out route. So they understand because they've seen and self-scout what they're giving up, what they're going to get in the next couple weeks. They have great expectations. Now, throughout the year, I mean, you, you see double moves are hard to get against them. Mm-hmm. You can't outsmart yourself game planning for a man coverage team. In terms of some of the route stuff that I like, man, I think that we do a pretty good job with some pick routes and some pick concepts. But and I went into in the offensive film breakdown, like you got to use your vertical depth when you have pick routes. There was a Michael Floyd pick route on a third and seven where he came underneath on a slant. He made a contested catch, good catch, good play. It's th- three yard gain, not an efficient play. Man, if you got a third and seven, you want to push those pick routes to five, six, seven yards before you break underneath. Let's push to depth. They're expecting the picks to occur at a certain levels, so let's push that level of the pick a little bit deeper. And then in that instance, you don't even really have to pick. You're just you're using the, the leverage. You're almost hiding behind the receiver before you go back underneath. It's a good way of doing it. I watched Jeremiah Johnson on Amazon Prime last night. I have Robert no idea what Robert that Redford. is. Robert Redford, it was a 70s movie. They were up elk hunting. Oh, okay. They're up in the mountains trying to shoot an elk, and one of the other mount, he, Jeremiah Johnson said, "How do we get out there with the horses to get a shot to shoot an elk?" The other mountain man said, "Just walk behind the horse." Jeremiah Johnson said, "Well, 
they're going to see our legs. And he said, that elk doesn't know how many legs a horse has. <laughs> they walk out and just walk right behind the horse. The horse walks out there. The elk doesn't care about the horse. And you get, that's like the, the idea of the pick thing. Like high, high, use the player that's picking you to help create the pick. Know when you need to get, know how deep you need to get. They don't know what you're running. Yeah. Like they have no idea that you're trying to create a pick. If I have two receivers in the slot, the inside guy's going to vertical, and the second guy's using him as a pick, the player covering the second guy doesn't know that he's using a pick. He could break out away from that receiver. They don't know what you're doing. So use them, fool them, trick them. Pick plays are good, or let's call them rub plays, because maybe you're not necessarily – like you're not picking. It's not like basketball where you're trying to pick. You're just rubbing off a receiver. You're trying to create leverage where the receiver – the DB is going to play over both of you so you come underneath, and then oh, he's got to run into his defender or your receiver to get through you to get to the play. Use your depth in those situations. Uh, man coverage, zero blitz team a lot of the time. So a lot of our routes com- concepts are going to have to understand when they have zero blitz. The Titans love to bring zero blitz, and to be honest with you, I don't even think Tennessee has to zero blitz as much, but they'll probably bring safeties down into the box to to lurk and protect. But so you so you don't get those quarterback runs. They're they're going to keep eyes. They'll have a backer and a safety that are always going to have eyes on Josh Johnson. Right now, if you're in Tennessee, you're looking at what beats you. You're saying to yourself, the one thing we aren't going to lose to is we are not going to lose this quarterback scrambling. You got away with it in Jacksonville. There was a zone team. They didn't buy into the fact that they wouldn't tackle Josh. Tennessee looked at them and said, he just beat Jacksonville. They're a good defense. He's not going to beat us. We'll have an answer for that. Josh can't run. He was not going to win the game with his legs this week. Not at least in the pass game. I'd be very surprised to see Josh get out on a bunch of scrambles. And it seems good against man because a lot of times when you have man coverage, a quarterback's capable because guys are going in every direction, but they will man spy. And then they'll zero blitz. That's the other thing. If I looked at what our line did against Blitz last week, we were the we were amazingly bad. We didn't get our line slides in the right place. We left two guys off the edge on both edges free. They're they're coming at us. So for our receivers, if you see you line up and you see no real safety in the middle of the field. That's the first thing you should look for anyways as a receiver. Is there a single high safety or is there two high safeties? If you were to look in and see five or six guys at the line of scrimmage down tight, look up and see that safety. Is he over you playing you man or is he actually playing safety? And if he's just at 12 yards, kind of in a line over the top of the receivers, that's zero. You're You're beating time more than you're beating the man. So when you get those zero blitz looks, if you like Jamison last week had two crossing routes where he's trying to beat a man and he's going five yards upfield and sticking it, and it doesn't matter. You can beat the man all you want when the quarterback has unblocked defenders. It's great that you beat him and we got sacked. Or it's great that you beat him and you were open before the ball or after the ball could be thrown. You swing now. So for our receivers, it's going to be critical this week when you get zero blitz, which they are going to get, that you say, hey, look, See that safety that's 10 yards over the top of me? He's 10 yards square over the top of me because he doesn't want to get beat deep. He knows he's one-on-one. He knows he's got no help. If I run immediately across the field, he can't cover me. He might make a tackle for six or seven if he makes a great play, but if he doesn't, then I got a big play. If I were playing this week, I would be right now in Josh's ear saying, if I'm on the slot side of something and we see zero blitz, we're red seven, man. It's wedding crashers. Side adjust the S out of this thing. I'm getting my. I'm trying to get myself four or five catches when they go to zero blitz, and I want him to know I'm your guy. I'll see that blitz for you. I'll even say like we can even have a signal, man. We can have a sign for that thing. 
We can hold up double zeros. <laughs> we can do the like the YMCA's. They don't have a O, but like double O, like a big O over our head. That'd mm-hmm. be funny. I'll, I'll come out there. I'll hold no zero blitz. YMCA sign. <laughs> but those are fun things. Like you should have to. You should be excited to be able to see, watch film, study, understand, see these things. If you want to catch four more balls in a game as a receiver, go see what zero blitz looks like. Because you'll see it this week against Tennessee. You saw it against Jacksonville last week, and you had no our receivers had no idea it was zero blitz. They're just winning. They're just trying to win on a route one on one. I see it's, I see I'm gonna probably get man covered, but what does zero blitz mean? It's gonna be really important this week. Pick routes and separation routes and man coverage gonna be big time. Not trying to overcomplicate things with your offense, making it easy, basic stuff where you're just going to win. And then zero blitz, beating zero blitz is going to be big. In the run game for us, we just got to simplify our calls. And this is one of the thoughts I had for us in the run game is let's let Josh call the mic. Let's make it easier calls. Let's not overcomplicate where we're pushing things. Clearly, our center's not relaying calls loud enough. We might have all the right calls in the world, but clearly no one's getting them from Ruye because we're not getting them. So let's let Josh make the calls. I actually like that the quarterback makes all the calls because to me, in most instances, if the center's making the call to the mic, it's a run. If the quarterback's making the call, it's a pass. And then you try to tendency break with some dummy stuff, like you get play action, and like all of a sudden you're gonna, you know, you're gonna let the center do it, or you just let the quarterback call it. Maybe, maybe Josh doesn't feel comfortable yet. Maybe we're unwilling to make a change, but I'd let Josh call it. We're confused right now with where we're going. And the one thing I do know about the quarterback is he knows how to be loud at the line of scrimmage. Every quarterback knows how to be loud at the line of scrimmage. If our center doesn't want to be loud, don't be loud. He won't be loud. That's what I was trying to say. Um, Up front, very good defense as far as the Titans go. Um, I don't know if Arakpo's playing. He didn't practice. I don't think I don't know if Jarrell Casey's playing. He didn't practice. Jarrell Casey's their best player up front. Uh, he he. It would be great for us to have Benny Logan play instead of Jarrell Casey. Linebackers Wesley Woodyard is a very good player, and Jalen Brown, fifty-five, has been an exceptional player as well. They got some good guys in their front. They stunt. They move around a lot. They show you a bunch of different looks. Both their linebackers are capable of playing man. Both their linebackers are capable of playing underneath and doing that lurking stuff as well. Uh, one more note to our receivers. If they, if you see man with the safety deep, one of those linebackers, if they're lurking, they will try to put hands on you. Like they're, they're not just going to let you free, free pass. You're under five yards. You're getting blown up by Woodyard or Jalen Brown or one of these guys. So just know you got two people to contest with if you're going across the middle of the field. A little bit, a little bit of challenge there. Um, so anyways, to summarize, if you want to tell your friends about Tennessee, they play man coverage. They play man coverage. Their linebackers reading key things instinctually. They're good up front. It's a tough team to run the ball against. They penetrate, and they try to jam and press outside. We've got to beat man coverage. And it would be really nice to be able to run the ball a little bit. Really, really nice to be able to run the ball a little bit. So you're... You know, your second down calls are not second and 10 calls. Those make it really tough for you. If you can't run the ball, to me, if it looks like last week in terms of running the ball, don't. Just don't. 
But then you get into the if you can't run and you can't pass, then then what do you do? Then what do you do? Situation. And I think I think our offense. Well, I'm 99% sure our, our offense relies on us being able to run the ball well. I mean, I just think because early in the in the year, whenever AP ran more than 100 yards, I think we won just about every one of those games. Every time he had 20 touches, we won a we game. We won a game. So if we can get our offense going, and I think that's what Jay wants. I think he wants our, our offense to be not not run first, but at least our run game be a, a big enough of a threat to, to where we can mix in play action. And then we can just keep the, just keep the defense guessing. I think when our – Obviously, when our offense is on our run game isn't playing very well, we become very predictable. And with a new quarterback, it makes it even tougher for us. And I think that's why our offense is, has struggled as of recently. And well, it's struggled because our receivers aren't winning as well. That's true. That's true, yeah. And then, off, obviously, the offensive line injuries haven't helped at all. Either. Well, they haven't I mean, helped. Neither has any of the other injuries. As of today, Vernon Davis did not practice. Mo Harris did not practice. You get a little bit of Bergstrom back. Apparently, he had a little practice. Jordan Reed did not practice. So you have Josh Doxson and Jamison Crowder and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson would be playing slot receiver for me this week. Seriously. You've said that multiple times. You, I, you I, would... Chris Thompson would play slot receiver for me this week. That's just what it would be. Just, I don't know if Quinn's out. I don't know what the Yeah, Quinn's on IR. He's on IR. That's right. So, yeah, he's not. But... I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You bring up Kidzy. I like Kidzy. If Mo is I don't know if Doxson... Did Doxon practice? He's questionable as well. I don't know if he pra- practiced. I mean, I if, think he did. Re- realistically, if Doxon and Mo Harris and Vernon and Jordan didn't practice or aren't going to play, who else are you putting at wide yeah. receiver? Yeah. Got to play Chris Thompson at slot. I know you'd like that. Oh, yeah, I'd feel brilliant because <laughs> I've been calling for this for a while. You man. have, yeah. Right now, how how disappointed do you think this organization is in the fact that Simi Cobbs is not here? They have to be disappointed that this that they didn't do it a week earlier. They no. did not want to lose him to the Saints. They offered him a roster spot after the Saints offered him a roster spot, so that says enough. We are going to need to manufacture some points with some big plays again this week on offense. Okay, that's how we that's how we're going to win. You know, we're going to have some. We have some screen opportunities, I think, with man coverage where you just make sure you're blocking the guy over the screen guy. So you could create some in the screen game. I think you can create some with Josh in the run game. You could see some more stuff where you're building on some of the run stuff. I don't like him in RPO, so I'd take RPO completely out. He never ran RPO. I wouldn't make him make those decisions. He hasn't made them. I wouldn't make him make those decisions. I'd have zone read stuff. He's capable of that. And I would I would have some boot stuff. To have the boot stuff the way we did last week, you're going to need to run on the edge a little bit. I'd like to be able to run on the edge a little bit. Uh, Flanagan played great a week ago, especially in the run game. If I'm running the ball, I want Flanagan in there right now. Just as a side note, I actually think he can run a little bit. I've seen him run a few times as a route runner. I think he's got something to him as a route runner. He's got a long way to go for sure, but I'd have Flanagan in there. would expect to play him a lot. If Vernon's out, you'll have J.P. Holtz up, who played fullback in the preseason. So now Flanagan, who was the fullback last week, is now going to be the tight end. J.P. Holtz is going to be your fullback. Seriously, let's do this. Actually, let's do this. I talked about Tennessee's defense. Let's let's just make it about us. Okay. Here's my here's my starting lineup. Jamison Crowder outside, and I hope Josh Doxson's going to be outside. If not, I got Crowder and Floyd with Kidsy 
coming in, and we signed a couple receivers. I got Flanagan at tight end, and I got J.P. Holtz at fullback. And I got A.P. in the backfield, and I got Chris Thompson as my first slot receiver. And your third down back? Or what would you do for that? Marshall? Yeah. I would have Marshall as my third down back. Okay. We're really healthy at running back. We should we should maybe be running wing T this week. <laughs> this is there's no chance that this happens to a team. We've had more injuries than anybody else ever that I've ever seen. You can't tell me that that's a that that you would have believed that that would have been your your starting five. I mean, Sprinkle's healthy, so Sprinkle will be there in there a ton. Mm-hmm. But I actually think if I want to run the ball based on the way that the two of them blocked a week ago, that I think I probably am going to let Flanagan be the starting tight end this week. And Holtz, I loved Holtz. I thought we should have kept Holtz in the preseason and ran with the fullback. And I've been talking about running with the fullback for a long time. I think that's your starting. I think you end up in a lot of base stuff with Holtz and Flanagan. You like a you like a, a run blocking tight end that can catch and run routes. Yeah, that's called a you, versatile tight end. Well, that's but, what everyone likes. Versatile as well. I think you'd like somebody who's better at blocking than they are at running no. routes and catching the ball. You don't. I like someone who can do both things. Oh, okay. I, I, I always thought you... I don't want you to suck at one of the things. If I had to pick one of the things that you suck at, I'd pick route running because I think it's easier to teach a guy how to run routes than that was my point. to teach a guy to block. That was, that was kind of my point. I, I got it. But to be honest with you... I can't have someone that can't do both if I want to create the offense that the Redskins are trying to create because I can't be one-dimensional with someone in. I can't. I have too much of a tendency with that. That's my thing. If I So like the Falcons this year, Logan Polson's done a heck of a job with the Falcons. He's such a tell with most teams, but when you have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, your play action's so scary that it doesn't matter if Logan's pass block. He's, pla- he's just an extra offensive lineman. Seattle's done it a bunch of this year where they've just put in another tackle for their tight end. They said, screw it. We don't need a tight end. Our play action, our run game, uh, because we can get the ball down the field. I'm fine with a guy that can't run routes if I have receivers, but right now without having receivers, I need a guy that's versatile. But if I can't run the ball, I can't put a tight end in there who can't block to run the ball. I just can't do it. I mean, uh, you'd spread them all out. I would, I'd spread Jordan out. This is wild. It is. It this is. is wild this week. Uh, this will be fun. I will, I mean, I'm actually very excited to see what Jay does. I'm actually very excited to see what our offense looks like this week. I gave you mine. And I swear on my kid's life. I have no clue what we're doing this week. I was going to say, I think I could, a lot I could have asked. I could have figured it out. Yeah. But I'm sitting here talking to you and telling you, I swear on my kids' lives. I don't know what. That's a big thing to swear on. Well, my it's because it's true. And I think a lot of people assume that you know what we're doing. If I wanted to know right now, I could go find I, out. I know that you could, but I think people. But I'm just promising you that I haven't. Exactly. I think people think you know. You know the reason I don't like out. to know? Because sometimes I like to make assumptions. And if I'm right, I feel great about that. <laughs> Like sometimes I like to be able to go out on, a, out on a limb by myself and say, you know what, I think, I yeah. think this. Just saying. If like I knew, I, then, then I can't pretend like. No, then I, I get actually, it. sometimes when I know, then I actually have to say, like, if I knew for a fact, if, if Jay came up to me or I went and watched practice today, which I didn't, and I saw Chris Thompson playing slot, 
then you know what I have to do? I have to come in there and say, I think Chris yeah. is going to be versatile out of the backfield this week. He's going to make some plays because I, I don't want him to know and then give it away. Exactly. It's tough to do what you do and know exactly what our offensive game plan is. I'll it's know an, exactly what our offensive game plan is Sunday before the game starts or Saturday before the game starts. Because oh. I'll have found out by then. I'll know. Oh, I'll confirm okay. what I'm talking about right now within the next 24 hours. <laughs> but it's just not. I'm promising you it's not confirmed at this point. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Look at that did not practice list. For Paul us? Harris. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Ty and Secchi did not practice. So even if you get t- Bergs from back, if if hurt, then you still got Boenko. Jordan didn't practice. Vernon didn't practice. Josh isn't on this list. Josh Doxon's not on this list. So maybe practice today. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's the one thing you do know. You do know that defensively you're healthy. Right. Yep. Is there anyone on this defense not practicing today? No, 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 no. Full. We're full practice on defense. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, as good as they are defensively this season, are uh, the opposite of a mirror image. They are just that bad offensively, other than they run the ball really effectively. Marcus Mariota won a game last week with 88 yards passing. It's because they held the Giants to zero points, and Derrick Henry had another huge game. Here's what. Here's a couple insights to the Titans. They are the mini Rams. They try to do what the Rams do. And I remind myself every time I say that, that their offensive coordinator is Matt LaFleur, who I know really well, who I like a lot, who was here as a quarterback's coach, did all the Mike Shanahan stuff. So you see all the zone principles in the run game. You see that they're executing that, the way they're executing it. It says it screams Shanahan, which is the way Sean runs the ball, which screams Shanahan. It's just the elements of all the motions and all the movements to challenge eye discipline scream McVay. So I see Shanahan and I see McVay when I watch the Tennessee Titans, which is what I would expect to see for the most part. Mm -hmm. He hasn't necessarily found his niche to that offense in terms of diversifying something different. They have some cool little stuff in the past game, some little concepts that I haven't seen a lot in the league. So there's some things he's building in. But it's hard for him to be McVay when his quarterback isn't Goff or his quarterback hasn't developed to that level yet to, to really be able to dynamically read some of those play action shots. And so really what you have to stop is the zone run. Like when you play the Rams, what you have to stop is the play action. You have to stop the play action more than anything else. When you play the Tennessee Titans, you have to stop zone run. Couple notes. Backside of zone run, the front side of a zone run play, you have to blast the tight end. You got to blow him up. You got to turn him back. You can't let him stretch you. You got to find a way to blow him up. The backside of zone run plays, you cannot play behind blocks so when they start going down you get your hat in front you get your hat in front and you get knocked off three yards you give up a three yard run you play behind a gap in the zone run scheme and now all of a sudden we got a 40 yard run that's what you're waiting for with when, when you're a zone run team like they are and that's what they're running they run it with fullbacks they run it with receivers they'll put the receiver on the edge and have him help on the with the tackle in zone run there's zone run you don't get undisciplined and lazy and play behind a gap if you're lazy and you get beat off the ball, beat off the ball is a four-yard carry because you're still keeping your, your gap integrity. That's how we get in trouble. That's what zone is predicated on, is that first guy, that backside B-gap player says, ah, I'm going to slip around behind him and maybe, nope, it's gone, it's out. It's when you get gashed. 
And that's what we did when we were here with Shanahan. And we trust me, we ran the ball well. We had and Gibbs was his own run scheme as well. And we, we ran the ball with any back. He, when Ryan Train came in and had a bunch of hundred yard games. We weren't winning a lot, but we were running the ball. We didn't play great defense. We there were some things we didn't do, but we we ran the ball. You've seen those run clips, Devontae. We ran the ball in 2011. We weren't winning, but we ran the ball. We're going to get him for two. We're going to get him for three. We're going to get him for three, four. And all of a sudden, you get into the third quarter, and they're going to get tired of it. It got coached up all week, hat and gap, hat and gap, hat and gap. And then in the third quarter, they're going to get tired of it, and all of a sudden, you're going to get the big runs. Don't get tired of it because you do not want to put Derrick Henry on the safety. Play out a gap, and then you put Derrick Henry on the safety. And you know what that means, right? Everyone here knows what I'm saying. You do not want to put Derrick Henry on a safety. He will stiff-arm you and stiff-arm you and stiff-arm you and maul you. And he is not a physical runner through the first level. He's a, he's a one-cut runner. But he likes to beat up on little guys. You put him on our safeties and corners, and he will lower his hat. Uh, a couple thoughts to that offense. Other than that, you know, that they're pretty much tight split everything. It looks like mini Rams. They have a lot of fly sweep motions. They like to go RPO or zone read out of three by one. So if you get three receivers to one side and a tight end, that's where you get a lot of the zone read stuff. Uh, I think Mariota's pretty good in terms of pre-snap everything other than to our defense. If he's under center, he will have his left hand on his hip right until he snaps the ball on run plays. He puts both hands under center on pass plays for the most part. If he has pass plays, he gets way set under center and really sets his feet. On run plays, he sets his left hand right on his left hip. So you can see that it's not a hundred percent, but a lot of, if he, if he is very late with his left hand under center, it was almost exclusively run. He's getting prepared for pass under center. So there's that little thought. Yeah, that's about it, man. That's the Tennessee Titans in a nutshell. Our defense, very capable of stopping this back. You just can't get lazy. Like you just can't. You can't – back to last week. You give up a 25-yard run, which was the first big run that got out in the fourth quarter. It's because Preston Smith did not think it was going to get all the way back to the backside. I promise you zone run teams are going to find a way to get all the way back to the backside. They are. It's a great scheme. We win if we make a couple plays. 50-50 balls are going to be critical. Mariota is going to make mistakes as a passer. He is not an accurate passer. He has balls sail on him. He has balls fly on him. He has open receivers that he overthrows for picks. He makes a ton of mistakes. And they have to try to stay balanced. He will make mistakes, especially when he gets on the move. And especially if you can get him on the move to his left, he does not throw the ball well on going to his left at all. So, I think we can win this game. I actually do. I don't. But I think we win this game like 13-10. I don't need to convince you this week. No, you're no, you're never gonna have to convince me again. I'm never gonna do this again. Where I think the Redskins can't win a game and then they end up winning the game. All right, they're just better offensively than the Jags. They're more disciplined. They're, I mean, they're way healthier up front. Although they did lose their right tackle Conklin, who's a very good player. I think it's their left. Whoever Con- Conklin, yeah, exactly right? Conklin, yeah, who's a very good player. So that's helpful. But I think we can win this game. It's just uh, unless you – here's what you can't have. You can't have a freaking punt return for a touchdown. Or you can't have a block punt. Or you can't have a special – special teams. If we're going to win this game, we're, we have to win this game on defense and we have to win this game on special teams. If we're winning the game, you have to win the game in two aspects of the game. We're not going to win the game on offense. This is just not happening. 
Like there's no chance, no chance that we win this game on offense. We just don't want to lose the game on offense. Josh, you know, go ahead, you know, make the athletic plays that you have to make. Make a couple big time throws that move the chains that that really make big plays. If you you get a couple of them, that'd be massive. Com- continue to play with discipline. Be decisive when you run. If you're going to run, you know I don't see a lot of big runs, but be decisive with the football and manage the game. Tell yourself I you got to manage that game. We're not we can't lose the game on offense. I don't see us winning the game on offense. Just don't make the big mistakes on offense. Win on special teams. Win on defense. We can win this game. I don't know. We can win this game sixteen to ten, sixteen to thirteen. There's a chance you could score 20, you know, depends on field position. If your defense gets you some looks, there's a chance you can score 20, 24 is probably the maximum amount of points the Redskins can score in this game. I say that right now and all of a sudden it's going to be like 36. <laughs> there's no way. But I see it as very low scoring. If you're winning it, you're winning with two scores in the teens or a score in the teens and a score in the single digits. But it is a playoff game. The it Redskins is. are it's currently definitely in a what you would call all a playoff game. All of our games game. are, the play- are playoff games. Our next two weeks. Let's just paint this picture before we leave. Redskins are moving down the field in, I don't know, a 9-9 game. One team's kicked three field goals. The other team's kicked a field goal, scored a touchdown, and missed an extra point. Or had a safety and a touchdown. But you're moving down the field in a 9-9 game. After the defense has created a turnover to get you the ball in like the 42-yard line. You get a couple good runs to AP that are like two or three yard runs, and all of a sudden on a third and one, you get a little play action to the right side, and quarterback drops back, and all of a sudden the defender misses, and all Flanagan's going deep to the corner, and <laughs> Josh Johnson's throwing a touchdown for 36 yards to Flanagan, and we win and we erupt. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? It's 17 to nine game, 16 to nine. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, we win 16 to nine. Flanagan winning touchdown. J.P. Holt sells out on the front side, diving at the defensive end to get a cut block to get Josh Johnson just enough time to throw it over the top. If this Chris Thompson's trailing the play as the slot receiver from the backside, going hands up, he's actually he's actually the backside X all of a sudden, going ballistic. If that happens, and here comes Boenko with his hand up, celebrating. If that happens, you have to give me the lottery numbers. If, if that if that plays out the way you just said, Buenko Buenko turns around and high fives Zach Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> they hold up Josh Johnson. <laughs> that would be incredible. It would be. I wouldn't hear the end of it if that happened when I when Monday came around. Then you waltzed in here. You would you the first thing you would say to me. We win sixteen to nine with the winning touchdown to Flanagan in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go buy some lottery tickets, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the Cooley Podcast. Let's go get a win in Tennessee. I mean, seriously, this is a playoff game. Watch the game. This matters. This is your team right now. It doesn't matter who this team is. It's your team right now. Yep. It's the Washington Redskins. If it's your team, it's your team. Watch the game. Cheer your team on. Whew. See ya. John Riggins here with a little tip. If you need a mortgage, take my advice and use the pros at McLean Mortgage. Buying a home can be stressful and filled with hassles. The experts at McLean Mortgage understand what an important financial investment your home is and will seamlessly guide you through the process to successful home ownership. Smooth, amazing, easy, professional, and first rate are just some of the reviews from their tens of thousands of homeowners, including me. I trust McLean Mortgage, and I hope you will too. Check them out at McLeanMortgage.com. If you have atrial fibrillation, you know it can be difficult to treat successfully. And Nova Heart and Vascular Institute in Fairfax is a leader in AFib treatment using specialized technology and expertise. 
This helps to more precisely target and treat rhythm irregularities that others could miss, helping to restore your heartbeat to normal. Give your heart the benefit of care. Visit innovaheart.org AFib to learn more and to find an Innova physician. Innova, join the future of health. Gearing up for game day? Your local Safeway has everything you need for the perfect tailgating or home gating party. Pick up all your favorites like wings, chips and dips, brats, burgers, beverages, and pizza. Stop by the deli to pick up fresh fried chicken or the produce department for a variety of party trays. Head on over to your local Safeway and pick up everyone's favorites. Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Redskins. Have you been fumbling on your diet during tailgate season? Well, it's a new day for a new game. And White House Foods has the solution for you. With the vinegar beverage of choice, Detox. Packed with lemon, honey, cinnamon, and apple cider vinegar, this organic, non-GMO verified product is the play you need to get your head back in the game. From our orchard fields to your football field, White House.